This week we begin Parshas Bereshis again. On Simchas Torah, we completed the Chamishay Chumshay Torah with the reading of Parshas Vizois Abracha. Towards the end of the Parsha we read, where Moshe Rabbeinu ascends Harnavoy and sees all of Eretz Yisrael, but he never did merit to enter the Holy Land. So close, yet so far away. Hashem tapped Moshe to fulfill a mission. Redeem Kal Yisrael from its rhyme and lead them into the Promised Land. However, the latter part never came to fruition. The man who stood up to Hashem after the sin of the eagle and saved the entire Jewish nation could not save himself. And as we conclude the Torah, we can sense Moshe's frustration. This was his life stream, yet it was never fulfilled. And strangely, this is how the Torah ends. In the words of Rabbi Jonathan Sachs, from a literary point of view, this is very odd, but not accidental. The Torah is teaching us something very profound. In Judaism, there's no concept equivalent to, and they lived happily ever after. The Torah closes without closure. And perhaps the reason the Torah ends without an ending is because Jewish history has no ending. In Parshas Lech Lecha, Hashem commands Avram, leave your land and your birthplace and go to the land I will show you. Avram packs up his belongings and shortly thereafter settles in the land of Canaan, later to be known as Eretz Yisrael. This sounds like the end of the story, but it's hardly the beginning. Almost immediately, there's a famine and he has to leave. The first Rashi in this week's Parsha asks, if the Torah is fundamentally a book of laws, a work intended to instruct us on how to live an ethical Torah life, why then did the Torah begin with the story of creation? The Torah should have began with the first mitzvah commanded to Klal Yisrael, found much later in Parsha's boy. So why did the Torah begin with Bereshis? And Rashi explains, should the nations of the world accuse us of being thieves by conquering and possessing the land of Eretz Yisrael? The Jews can reply that the entire world belongs to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the one who created it all, and he decided to give it to us. In fact, Hashem explicitly promised the land to Avram and his descendants. In Parshish Lech Lecha, Hashem tells Avram, Lecha etnena ulezarecha ad oilam. I will give it to you and your offspring for all eternity. Yet, when his wife Sarah dies, he can't find a single plot of land in which to bury her. He has to buy one from a con man at an inflated price. Yet again, the promise, but not yet the fulfillment. Unlike a secular history book, the Torah is conveying to us the ongoing story of the Jewish people. And that story is still evolving. And as we turn the pages of Jewish history, we don't know what is written in the next chapter. And as we've just witnessed, we don't even know what tomorrow will bring. About 75 years ago, Hashem granted us control of Eretz Yisrael. But again, that was not the end of the story. Approximately 20 years later, in 1967, another major war erupted. Seven years after that on Yom Kippur, yet another war took place. And now, sadly, 50 years later, we are reminded that we still live in a dark and dangerous world. Almost half of Klai Yisrael have returned to the land. But the vision is not yet complete. The Novi describes the land as Kifsa ben Shivim Ze'evim, a lone lamb surrounded by 70 wolves. Even after all of these years, peace still eludes us. 
The leaders of our generation have referred to our era as Ikvesa de Meshicha. Meshicha is at our doorstep, so close, yet so far away. We have not yet reached the destination, but like Moshe Rabbeinu, we can see it in the distance. There have been challenges to our homeland every single day, but the Jewish people are resilient. And just like the Torah, we stand the test of time. The Jewish people are Nitzchias. We are eternal. Rabbi Yaakov Emden discusses the enduring survival of the Jewish people through tremendous adversity. In the introduction to his famous Rabbi Yaakov Emden Siddur, he writes, Chai Nafshi, I swear, when I contemplate this phenomenon, the greatest miracle in the history of the world, even greater than Kriyas Yamsev and all the miracles and all the wonders that Hashem performed for our forefathers in Mitzrayim and in the Midbar, is the survival of the Jewish people. Jewish survival defies clear historical patterns. Typically, when people are oppressed and expelled from their countries and forced to relocate to different regions, they tend to gradually assimilate, adopting the beliefs and ideals of the local population. However, the Jewish people are unique. Adversity makes us stronger and more determined. On the contrary, it is those who have oppressed the Jews, the Egyptians, the Greeks, Romans, Crusaders, Spanish, and the Nazis, whose ideologies now reside in the proverbial dustbin of history. Rabbi Beryl Wine once shared this highly inspiring story. Back in the 1960s, the Bonavicherov embarked on a fundraising trip to Rome. He was accompanied by Dr. Moshe Rothschild from Israel. Upon their arrival on a cold, rainy and miserable night, Dr. Rothschild was looking forward to a warm hotel room and a hot cup of tea after their arduous journey. However, the Panovicherov had something else on his mind. He turned to his driver and insisted, We must be driven immediately to the Arch of Titus. The Arch of Titus in Rome was built to commemorate the siege of Jerusalem during the reign of Titus, who was the emperor at the time. They asked him, Rebbe, can this not wait until the morning? And he said, no, we must go right now. When they arrived at the Arch of Titus, the Panovicherov got out of the car. He stood a while in the freezing rain. He then adjusted his hat and his kapata. And with determination, he shouted, Titus, Titus Arasha, take a good look at what has occurred. You dragged my people out of our land 2,000 years ago and led them into an exile from which they were never to return. You went home to Rome, the most powerful nation on earth, in glory and triumph. But Titus, where are you now? What has become of that glory? What has become of the infallible empire that was supposed to last forever? Titus, Mirzan and Nagda, the Jewish people are still here and we continue to flourish. Avi Buzda, but where are you? And with that, the Panovicherov sat back into the car. As we look around Rome, we don't see any ancient Romans. In fact, the Babylonians, the Greeks, the Crusaders, Inquisitors, Communists, and Nazis are also long gone. Soon to be added to that list are the Palestinians and the other Arab countries seeking to do us harm. Those civilizations that once attempted to destroy our nation no longer exist. But Am Yisrael Chai, the Jewish nation will rise again and will outlive them all. And now, we know. Have a wonderful day.